Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. And it's good to be with you here on this Friday. And uh, I'm hoping that y'all had a uh, blessed holiday. If you celebrate, you know, some people don't. Or some people just don't got a mind to do it for one reason or another or too busy. But if you did, I hope you had a good one. And um, so, you know, uh, let's see, last uh, Friday, I believe it was, uh, we did not tape a um, podcast. Uh, I had some family issues that I needed to take care of. You know, we've got to be mindful to take care of our families. God says that those that don't take care of their families, you're worse than an infidel. So we got to be busy taking care of our families and doing those things. Now, certainly we're not going to neglect the Word of God, um, but uh, sometimes it's just needful that I uh, take time uh, to go do those things, and um, sometimes due to uh, whatever emergency comes up or whatever situations uh, that happen, I've got to just kind of roll with the punches, so to speak. Sometimes we've had, uh, you know, some uh, ill-gotten weather, if you will, uh, I mean, I thank the Lord for the rain and all that that we get, but you know, sometimes the power's been knocked out, and you can't, you know, what you're going to do? You can't do no podcast if you ain't got no power. But that reminds me, if you ain't got power, you ain't got the power of the Holy Ghost, how are you going to plug into God? Amen. And so, with that said, I'll tell you, let's just go to prayer right now. Dear Lord, we thank you. Oh, Heavenly Father, mighty God, in that blessed and holy name of Jesus do we pray. Oh, the mighty God come in the flesh. Hallelujah. We pray to you, Lord, and we ask you, God, to just allow your blessing to be a part of this podcast today. Lord, as we wrap up talking about this uh, one portion of the things that you hate, talking about liars, God, I pray that you get a hold of our hearts. My God, work on us. Hallelujah. Lord, work on us that we may be what you want us to be. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, God, change us by your power. Let that Holy Ghost do a work down in our soul that we be molded and shaped into what you want us to. Hallelujah. That you be shaping us and molding us by the power of your spirit to become all that we need to become in Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And so, uh, as I was praying that, and I uh, would like to say, you know, we're going to uh, move on from uh, here after today and go to the next thing that God hates. We've been talking about, uh, well, for a while, we talked about a proud look, talked about pride, and... Uh, uh, we certainly, I thank God that we got through the month that people stole and call it Pride Month. I don't call it Pride Month. I call it the month of humbleness to Jesus Christ. That's what we ought to do. Amen. And take the pride that's down in people's heart and toss it in the garbage. You ought to bring God's word up out of the garbage where you threw it and put God back in the place where he ought to be. Amen. Why do you think our country and our world is going to uh, hell in a handbasket and people are acting like they just lost their mind? Because they have. They are in the mind that the spirit of the enemy wants them to be. And if you're not full of the Holy Ghost, you can be led off 
Do you hear me? You can be led off into whatever the devil wants you to do. And that includes anybody that's been baptized with the Holy Ghost and then you decided that you were not going to walk in the Spirit like you ought to. You know, some people, I, I get frustrated with folks because they don't seem to understand that fact. They say, well, you know, those, those holiness people, you know, uh, they, they preach about being baptized in the Holy Ghost, but I know this person said this or this person did that and so on and so forth. And, and maybe some really, you know, terrible things. I'm not kidding. Um, and I get that they got a right to be upset about that. Because the thing of it is, the people of God that's got the light of the Lord down in their soul, being baptized with the Holy Ghost, we ought to be walking in the Spirit of God and staying full of the Holy Ghost. If we stay full of the Holy Ghost, there's no way for us to walk in the Spirit, uh, in, the, in the flesh, that is. And uh, I'm, I'm reminded of that in the Word of God. You know, we're, uh, matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to turn there real quick and we'll read this verse to you in Galatians chapter 5. Uh, I, I didn't have this wrote down, but uh, I'm just going to go with it. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter 5 and verse, and it's going to go along with what I say. I'm sure it's verse 19. Let's see. Uh, no, not 19. It's verse 16. So that's uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. It says, this I say then, walk in the Spirit. That's a capital S, meaning the Holy Ghost. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, the opposite of that is, if you don't walk in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost power leading you and guiding you, then you're going to end up walking in the flesh. And so when you've got, uh, you know, the world looking at us, uh, you know, and, and, and there's scripture about that, the world's going to be watching. You say, well, I don't want the world to watch. Well, that's what they're going to do. Because we're a light set up on a hill. That's where we're supposed to be. And they're going to be watching. And if they're watching and we're not walking in the Spirit, we're going to bring shame to the name of Jesus. That's what's going to happen. Because we're going to end up walking after the flesh. And then people are going to go, aha, aha, I told you. See, they're not all that. Well, that's because you weren't walking in the Spirit. you got to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. That's true. But you also, once you're baptized with that Holy Ghost, you've got to walk in that Spirit. This Bible says, be ye filled with the Spirit, but also to walk in the Spirit. Matter of fact, I'm going to go back to Galatians chapter 5 because I, I know there's another verse 2 to that. Hold on one second. Let's get back. Yeah, let's see. Let me go back to, I don't know, the Holy Ghost just keeps leading me down this road, but I'm, I'm going to try to help y'all out here for a minute. Uh, let's see. All right, so let's see. All right, Hold on, I'm a reading now. All right. For this to say, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not uh, not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. That's why you feel that struggle in you. Don't you know? You're, you're like, when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost, you're like a dual person. Now, I don't mean like you got that you're double-minded. But when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost... The Holy Ghost has brought your spirit to life. You, you've been walking around. You're like the walking dead when you don't have the Holy Ghost. And, and, and so the Bible says that, uh, you know, the spirit lusts against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. It, it causes a war down on the inside of us. But uh, let me tell you something. If you stay full of the Holy Ghost, the flesh can't take over. It's like you're going to beat the flesh down because it's not going to be able to take over. But if you allow yourself to walk in the flesh, guess what? The one you feed the most is going to have the most power. 
Do you understand? You see, if you will walk in the Spirit of God and you will pray to the Lord and stay full of the Holy Ghost, uh, you, uh, that, that flesh is not going to have an occasion to do things. But if, if you do not listen to the Lord and stay full of the Holy Ghost, you know the Bible say, it says that the outward man perish, but the inward man is renewed daily, day by day. Every day. Every day we need to be renewing ourselves in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you. We ought to be renewing ourselves in the Holy Ghost power. Day after day after day after day. You get full of that Holy Ghost. The Bible said in the book of Jude and verse 20, uh, it said building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. We've got to do those things. And so uh, it says the spirit lusts against the flesh, and the, uh, the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit lusts against the flesh. And these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. In other words, there's going to be the struggle, so one's got to win out. Because otherwise, you're not going to be, do the, be able to do the things that you would. So if you stay full of the Holy Ghost, your flesh cannot do the things that it wants to do. Do you understand? But if you allow the flesh to take over, guess what? The things that the Spirit wants you to do, you're not going to be able to do because you're letting the flesh take over, you see. And uh, so we've got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. And the reason is because uh, we want to uh, allow the Spirit of God to guide us and to lead us because we want to be saved. Amen. Because the Bible says that if we walk in the flesh, that we shall die. That's what uh, you look in the book of Romans and people say, oh, that's, that's just a word that was uh, given uh, to uh, you know the children of Israel. No, it tells you that in the book of Romans. The Apostle Paul even spoke of that. I read it today. Now, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find that exact verse that I read, but I'll get it to y'all. Uh, let me see. I'm going to see if I can find it really, really quick. But if not, I will get that verse because I know that I uh, read it. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. I think I might. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> 11. Mm -hmm. uh, hold on one second now. I don't want people getting uh, frustrated with me. But, I, you know, this is just off the cuff with me today. And I, I'm looking and trying to... Um, I was studying a lot today. All right, let's see. All right. Uh, hold on. Well, anyway. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to... Keep uh, looking for that. I'm pretty sure it's in this verse right here. All right, here. Yeah, here it is. Okay, so well, I'm sorry that I took so long. Y'all forgive me. I know you. y'all don't you listen to a podcast. You don't want that break in there, and it's kind of silent and a little, uh, you know, uncomfortable. Like, okay, what's he doing? What's he doing? Um, anyway, if you go to chapter 11 of the book of Romans, and you, you look, and it says, uh, it was talking about how that God allowed uh, blindness to take over Israel in order for the Gentiles to be grafted in, those that would be saved, the Gentiles that would be saved. And uh, he's, he's explaining to the Gentiles in the church, he said, now don't let yourself get, you know, uh, that holier-than-thou attitude, basically. He didn't use those words there. But actually, those words are in the Old Testament, holier-than-thou. Uh, and it's not a good thing. You don't want to go down that road. But uh, but anyway, he's, he's making uh, uh, words uh, or expressing words to them to make them to understand. Uh, if you start out with uh, chapter 11, and let's see, I think uh, that goes on. 
let's see. Uh, chapter 11. Yeah, I think if you start at the, just the very beginning of chapter 11 and, and just read the whole chapter 11 and you'll, you'll get the essence of what, what the Word of God is talking about, how that the, the Jews were allowed blindness to come to them in part so that the Gentiles would be grafted in. But then he gives this warning to the Gentiles. Now, won't you hear what he say? It says now, uh, verse 18, Boast not against the branches. Talking about the Jews, that their branches were broken off. He said, But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the, uh, but the, but the root thee. In other words, you would end up becoming the root instead of the Jews where our Messiah came from. That's the root from where it come from. And then you'd end up being uh, trying to be your own root. He said, but wilt thou say the branches were broken off? This is what we ought to be saying. Don't be speaking against the Jews just because they've got a blindness and then you'd be so boastful that you say, well, I'm a Gentile and I got saved and they don't, they don't accept the Lord and start speaking evil against them. And I've actually heard Christians that do speak evil against uh, the Jewish nation. You need to read chapter 11 and you better stop that. Uh, but it says, thou wilt say then, he said, this is what you ought to be saying. The branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. That's what we ought to be saying. <clears throat> because ultimately the Lord wants all the Jews to be saved. And you don't believe that, you need to read chapter 11 of the book of Romans. And so it says in um, verse 20, Well, because of unbelief they were broken off at, because they wouldn't accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou standest by faith. So those who uh, are accepting the Lord, you stand by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. Did you hear what that say? He said, don't you, don't you get all spiritually prideful, high-minded. He said, but you better fear the Lord. That's what that's talking about. And then verse 21, it says, For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he spare not thee. Now, that's one of the verses that teaches you there ain't no such thing as once saved, always saved. You better stop listening to that lie. That lie comes from the devil himself. And so there is no such thing as once saved, always saved. Uh, but, but in any event, uh, the, the point being uh, that we've got to be mindful. We, we've got to really be mindful and walk in the Spirit of God because you've got to take heed uh, and, and allow the Spirit of God to be directing you and guiding you each and every day because one of these days uh, you're going to have to give an account uh, for what is done. And uh, now... I want to read down a little bit further. Let's see. It says, Behold, look at verse 22. It says, Behold the goodness and severity of God on them which fell severity towards them, uh, towards thee as goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. How are you going to continue in the Lord's goodness if you don't stay full of the Holy Ghost and walking in the Spirit of God? There's no way to do that. And it says, otherwise thou shalt be cut off. Now, this is the New Testament, folks. Hmm? And, and so, you know, there's no such thing, no such teaching as once saved, always saved. That's not true. And so we got to walk in the Spirit of God. Amen. Uh, so, in any event, uh, maybe somebody just needed those words. But Proverbs 6, as we've been talking, we've been talking about, uh, the six things that God hates. Now, let me tell you something. With these, uh, or seven things, excuse me. Seven things that God hates. That does not mean it's an exhaustive thing. 
but it gives you uh, an, an essence of the things that God hates. Uh, some of those things that are so very clear, uh, clearly uh, thought of and expressed to us from God's heart that he does not want us to be involved in. And so the two things that we've been looking at uh, was a proud look and the lying tongue. Lying tongue. Now, so uh, if it be God's will, next week we will go on to uh, hands that shed innocent blood. And I got a lot to say to Houston, Texas about that. But anyway, the lying tongue. God hates lying. Do you understand? God hates lying. He means no uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. He hates lying. Now, if you look at this, it says a lying tongue. Is that tongue part of your body? Of course it is. God don't want you lying. Don't you use that tongue to lie. Now, if you claim to be a, a, a Christian and, and you sit there and you make excuses. Well, you know, I, I have that problem. <laughs> and you make excuses. You ain't going to have no excuse when you stand before God. Don't you know the New Testament said, uh, those that lie, lie no more? That's what the Bible tells you. It tells you that to the letters to the church. So you better stop your lying. Amen. Now, I'm sure probably all of us at one time was told to lie. I know I did. But there come a point when you come to Jesus Christ and the Lord is going to let you know he wants you to stop doing that. And you're going to have to obey him if you're going to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to have to stop doing that. So, let's kind of run through it here. Husbands, you've been lying to your wife. Hmm? You better stop that. Stop lying to her about where you've been. Matter of fact, you better quit going where you shouldn't be going. You hear you better hear that Holy Ghost speak to you. Don't sit there and make excuses and come up with things and tell her you're somewhere else that you're not. Because let me tell you something, God sees your lying tongue. And if you think you ain't going to give account, just because you don't give account for it on this earth, don't mean you ain't going to when you meet him, because you will. So husbands, stop lying to your wives. Do you understand? And the next thing, and don't tell me it don't happen, I know it do. Wives, stop lying to your husbands. Oh, I've seen it, I know. Yes, sir. Wives lying to their husbands, husbands lying to their wives, and you think everything's fine. Why are you telling a lie like that? Trying to cover up for something else that you're doing that ain't right, and you know it. So you better stop that line because God is watching you. And you are going to give an account for everything you did in the body. That's what Jesus said. Now you want to make Jesus out of a candy man? I'm going to tell you what. He said you're going to give an account for everything you've done in the body. Amen. And that includes that line because God hates it. He don't like it. You think you're going to keep doing something God hates and then you're going to meet him and everything going, you're just going to smooth it over with your smooth talking? Ah, that ain't going to work. No, it ain't. You better stop that line. Hmm? Children lying to your parents. Now, I know there are probably not going to be no children listening to this podcast because I've said some pretty uh, clear and defined things that uh, would not be uh, sometimes suitable for even children to hear uh, that, uh, you know, the parents need to uh, run through these things and, and uh, uh, be the ones that's the discerner of the things that they want their children to hear. 
but, uh, you know, uh, and that includes even things that you study in the Word of God. I get so sick and tired of people saying, Oh, well, you know the Bible. We should take it out of the library too because, oh, it's got this, that, and the other in it. Listen, well, Christians are not ignorant to the things that are in the Bible, but don't you know your pornography that you got in the library that you tried to push on children has nothing to do with what God is explaining. Tell me, does your books that you are trying to push on children that have uh, even graphics in there and 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 explain in detailed uh, explanation about how you do certain sex acts do you, you tell me now is that leading them to a place of repentance is it leading them in the word of god as the word of god does telling you what's wrong and what's right you know that's not true you know it ain't true because your books are wrote for one specific thing. You're trying to get a hold of the children's minds, and you flat out know that's true. And you better stop that. You better quit it. Because I'm going to tell you what, you're lying on God's word. If you try to make it sound like that God's word is equal to your evil little books that you won't put up in the library, it is not equal to your evil little books. Mm -mm, that's a lie. That's a bold-faced, fat lie straight from the devil's mouth himself. Amen. It's the truth. It's the absolute truth. Now, God's Word, there's certainly things in there that can get pretty detailed. I mean, I've seen some things in there that I didn't know, and then I read it, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know the Bible said that. But let me explain to you, everything that God's word has said, it leads you and directs you, even those detailed things that you want to say are pornographic, leads us to understand what God is saying is sin and what is right in God and that we need to turn to the Lord. And you know full well your books are not doing that. That's not what your books are about. Oh no, your books are about expressing sin and how to enjoy it. And don't tell me they're not because I've heard some excerpts read that come straight out of those books. They've been read in some of those school board meetings. Amen. And you don't hear nothing that leads them to the word of God. You don't hear nothing as they express those things and say these are sinful or these are ungodly or whatever. Now you know that ain't true. That ain't true. Because uh, most of those things are expressing things that... Talk about things that God is saying in his word. God gives detail. But God is trying to explain to you in detail. Because you know what? Us human beings, we need detail. In order to understand what is right and wrong. And now you want to come along and you want to twist it up. And say, oh well it's like that. That Bible, it's pornography too. Oh, you're lying on the word of God. And you better quit. You better quit. Because you're going to meet God. <laughs> oh yes you are you're going to meet him and when you meet him you're going to give an account because you lied against the word of God because God's word is detailed God don't mind telling us detail because as humans we need detail we need to understand exactly what God is saying but then God is expressing those things to explain to us this is what I say is wrong this is what I say is sin and this is what you need to repent of your evil little books don't do that, and you know they do not. 
All you talk about is, well, they, the children need to know, uh, they need to have the freedom to be able to uh, know about these things. That's all you talk about. You're not talking about their soul being saved. You don't care one iota that most of y'all that got that book going on, those books going on, and you agree with it. You say, why are you talking about that? Because uh, this is supposed to be a Christian podcast. Do you know how many so-called Christians are wrapping themselves up in this mess? It is absolutely astounding to me the things that are coming out of preachers' mouths nowadays. Some of the absolute evil, wicked things that are coming out of preachers' mouths these days. Lying preachers. Mm, that's my next thing to tell. Let me tell you what. You lying preachers. Oh, yes. You're out there and you know you're out there. You're lying on the word of God. You're preaching things that are so wicked and ungodly against the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you what. Jesus is going to meet you one day and you're going to meet him and you're going to have to give an account. And it's not going to go well for you. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us that those that preach things that are false to others and you cause them to sin and die, lose their soul, woo, you got a special place in hell that's going to burn. Woo, my word. Don't you smell it? Don't you smell it? Don't you smell that singe and burn? Hmm? Oh, yeah, there's a special place for preachers that want to preach lies to people. Why do you want to tell people lies? Hmm? Why is that? Huh? Is it money? Oh, a lot of them, it's about money. A lot of them, it's because you want to feel comfortable in your own sin, so you want to take as many with you as you can to feel comfortable in the dirty little nasty sin you got going on in your own self. And it's just absolutely a shame the things that people are saying about Jesus Christ that are bold-faced, flat-out lies. Hmm? Oh, this is a big one. And I hear a lot of so-called Christians that tell this one. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, Jesus drank wine! Jesus drank wine at the wedding! Let me ask you a question. Since you're so foolish not to know all of the counsel of the Word of God. Hmm? Oh, no, you don't know all the counsel of the Word of God. Jesus told the devil when he was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. When the devil told him, hey, you hungry, Jesus? Why don't you turn these loaves into bread? And Jesus told him, he said, man, shall not live by bread alone, but by every." Do you know what every means? It means every word. Every word that proceeds, that proceeds out of the mouth of the living God. Oh, my, my. If you're going to live and you're supposed to live, they say man, the man, man can not live by bread alone. In other words, you might feed your physical body, but your soul, if you don't feed it the word of God, and what did Jesus tell the devil? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. Every word. Huh. Are you going to lie on Jesus and say Jesus didn't know what he was talking about? He said every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Hmm. Do you know that the word of God says wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging? Did you know that? 
Now, some of you may have known that scripture, but you twist it out of context just to fit your agenda because you want to have a glass of wine at dinner. Oh, what liars. What liars play little games with Jesus and his word. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You better quit that. You see, the Bible says that strong drink wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging. Now, those words are actually together. That doesn't mean that it's separated between the two. No, it's telling you something about the wine it's talking about. There, in the scripture, you will never find something like the words grape juice. You're not going to find it there. Mm -mm. Now, there is some that call it the wine of the vine. Mm? There's verses that speak of those things. But any time, and see, this is the problem that we've encountered in this day and age, because now people do differentiate the difference between grape juice and wine. They don't call grape juice wine anymore, you see. But in the Bible days, they did. And you've got foolish little Christians, so-called Christians, that want to have a glass of wine, want to get over on Jesus, want to try to get away with whatever they want to get away with. And they will misquote the word of God. Jesus drank wine! The Bible says wine is a mocker and strong drink is raging. You know what else the Bible says? Wine is a mocker. You know what else it said? It said God will not be mocked. Hmm. Interesting. And yet you've got people saying that Jesus drank wine. Don't you understand? Oh, wait, no. No, you don't understand. No, 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 no. You that twist that scripture, you like to lie because you don't understand. Now, that's unfortunate for you. But you lie because of your misunderstanding. Because the wine that Jesus partook of would never have violated his word when it said wine is a mocker. Strong drink is raging. That which was fermented, the strong drink, Jesus never would have partaken of it because it said it was a mocker. So why are you putting Jesus in that position? Huh? You know why? Because you don't study the word of God enough to understand that wine was both grape juice and strong drink. That's how they called it. That's what they called it. That's what they said. They never said, would you like a drink of grape juice tonight? They didn't do that. No. No, no, no. They had a, wi- a way to identify what was strong drink, wine that could cause you to be a, become uh, mocked by it. How does that do that? Oh, well, won't you tell me? Have you ever seen anybody that's drunk? It can make an absolute mockery out of that person. Why? Because a lot of times, things come out of drunk people's mouths that wouldn't otherwise come out and just absolutely humiliate the person when they finally become sober and realize what they either did or said. Because it makes a mockery out of you. And you think for one second that Jesus would have violated his own word when he said wine is a mockery and strong drink is raging? No, Jesus didn't serve strong drink at that wedding. You're a liar. You are a liar. 
And you know, you know how 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 people twist it up. The devil uses uh, so-called Christians to twist it up because they'll say, "Well, you know, uh, they drank the wine and they said this is the best we've ever had," and they think that that means that it was alcoholic. Oh, you liar! Mm -mm 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 -mm. Have you ever had something that was the best that you ever had? Have you ever had some really super good grape juice? I have. I actually have. I've had some grape juice that was better, much, much better than other grape juice I had bought before. I've actually experienced that in my life. Because uh, I, I was buying uh, some particular brand of grape juice for uh, us to have communion. And uh, I decided one day that I was going to buy uh, the grape juice that I had found in the store. You can find it in the uh, uh, Jewish section of the store, the Hebrew section, whatever it is, that, uh, how they label it. Um, and, and it's called kosher. It's kosher. Uh, and it, you look on there and it says kosher grape juice. Now it say kosher grape juice. But in those days, it would not have done that. In those days, they called even grape juice wine. That's what they did. And so people, because they're so desperate to want to either do what they want and have a glass of wine or to make themselves look like, oh, we're not like those crazy Christians. Hmm. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, we don't put ourselves in their category. You know those holiness people. Mm -mm -mm. No, we're not like that. Won't you come over to our church? Oh, no. You know, as long as you just, just have a little bit. Huh? Jesus didn't teach that lie. Strong drink is raging. Wine is a mocker. Now, never have I ever drank grape juice. And it's caused uh, you know, mockery to come to me. Never. You know why? Because it doesn't get you drunk. Do you understand? It don't get me drunk. I can drink grape juice. I can drink, you know, three or four glasses of it. I've never gotten drunk off of grape juice. Now, y'all full well know that. You can sit there and drink two or three, four glasses of grape juice. You're not going to get drunk. Unless, unless that is fermented. Now, of course, we don't call it fermented grape juice. We call that wine in our day and age. And we've separated the two is what's happened. And so people are trying to fit it together. And I'm telling you what, you're lying on Jesus and you better quit. <laughs> Woo! You better quit lying on Jesus because you're going to meet him. And he's going to say, why you been telling that lie? Well, Jesus, you, 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 you know the word said it was the best in all the land. Well, just because it was the best don't mean you was going to be getting drunk off of it. But you just like to tell that lie. Hmm? Does it bother you that I'm saying that? Hmm? Is the Spirit of God dealing with you? Maybe you're saying, no, it ain't the Spirit of God dealing with me. It's your voice and your words and your, your twisted words of the Scripture. No, mine's not twisted. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. No, my words are not twisted, brothers and sisters. Your words are twisted if that's what you're doing with the Word of God and lying about Jesus concerning the wine. And so you better quit your lying because God don't like that. He wants you to stop lying. 
And you better do that, and you better get busy doing it. You better get busy and repent and stop that lying because the Lord is not going to like it when you meet him. I mean, you know, it astounds astounds me over and over that people don't read the whole counsel of God's word, and they don't even know some of the things that Jesus says. Read the book of Revelation. Jesus, he makes it clear that we're going to give an account for what we've done. And Jesus has said that, not just in the book of Revelation, but there's other places that the Lord talked about how we're going to give an account for what we've done in this body. So, you know, you better quit lying on Jesus. And, 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 and if, you, if you think that that's what that means, your little old soul, and you just want to think that way, mm, well, we'll see when we meet him, won't we? Mm, you better think about that. We'll see who was right about this when we meet him. But I'm trying to impart to you a good word. I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm not trying to be hateful to you. Nothing. I'm not trying to, uh, but you know, uh, I mean, if you, you want to drink your wine and get yourself drunk, that's your business. Huh? You say, well, I don't get drunk. I just drink a little wine for my heart. No, 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 no. Oh, is that the excuse you're going to use? You know another thing that people do? They try to twist up the words of the Apostle Paul when the Apostle Paul directed Timothy about this subject. And he said, you know, drink a little wine for your stomach's sake. Again, they want to twist that up. Now you have to remember that in that day and age, and this was a reason uh, for, no doubt, for Timothy's stomach issues. Obviously, he had some stomach issues. But from studying... See, that's why you got to study. From studying, you find that in those regions, in those days and, uh, and times, and even today, you can go over some places in the east, and the water, it, it's almost undrinkable. You, you will literally get sick if you drink it. There's some places that uh, they literally tell you don't drink the water. There's certain places, you, certain countries you go to, and they'll tell you don't drink the water here because you will get sick. And so the Apostle Paul was telling Timothy for medicinal purposes uh, that uh, he would be able to uh, have uh, that available to him. But you see, you have to remember something. You don't live back then. You live now. (laughs) And there's a whole lot available to you that was not available to them, so don't sit there and use that lame, lousy excuse because you're just trying to twist the word of God. So that you can fit it into your narrative. And don't sit there and tell me, well, my doctor said I should drink a little wine and, and for my heart's sake and that fits in with him. Oh, no, there's other things you could do. Don't give me that lie. You, you do not have to, not one person, nowhere are you going to have a doctor tell you that you must drink a glass of wine every night in order for your heart to keep going. That is not true. Now, they may say, they may encourage you or try to say, well, you know, do you drink? Uh, if you do, you could have a glutton, blah, 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 blah. But you ain't going to find no doctor. And if you do, I'd say their license ought to come into question if they're going to tell you, you must do this. But there are other things that can be done for you uh, to, to uh, help your heart, you see. One of those things you quit doing is smoking. You know how many people that claim to be Christians, they smoke and they don't realize the damage that that does, including to your heart. Huh? There's a lot of things people could do. 
But don't sit there and use something that is clearly not part of our culture and wouldn't fit into our culture now because we've got a whole lot more available to us due to the, the, the knowledge that God has given us. Oh, don't you remember the tree of good and evil? The knowledge of good and evil? Don't you remember that tree in the garden? Oh, the Lord said, don't take of that tree. Because when you do, what's going to happen is you're going to have knowledge of both good and evil. See? And so now, because mom and daddy in the garden, Adam and Eve, I call them mom and daddy in the garden, they did partake of that tree, and it opened up the knowledge of good and evil off that tree. And so we experience sometimes our knowledge can bring us some good, but then uh, you find that after a while it starts twisting and turning, and, uh, and then uh, we find the knowledge that also becomes evil too, don't we? Oh, sure enough, we do. But we're going to, I'm going to stay focused because I'd like to go off on you about that. Uh, not, not go off on you, but I mean go off a bit uh, of, of track, but I'm not going to about the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I'll talk about that another time uh, and how that it affects us even today. Even today, certainly it does. And so we'll do a podcast about uh, partaking of that tree of knowledge of good and evil uh, because it affects us even now today, even right now, this very moment, in this culture we are living in, we are partaking of the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil. And so I'm going to stop there because if I don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start on another message or lesson or podcast or whatever you want to call it. Now, so we're talking about lying. Stop lying on Jesus. Now, I could say so many other things about some lies that people are telling. One of those is that Jesus ran around with the sinners. Oh, he didn't, you know, uh, Jesus wasn't like uh, you know, people claim he was because Jesus, he ran around with the sinners. No, he did not. You are lying again. And you know why you're lying? Is because the Bible makes it clear. It says in the scriptures that Jesus was separate from sinners. That's what it says. He was separate from sinners. Amen. Study it out. Now, where people get this twisted idea from, number one, they get it over the pulpit because a lot of preachers are lying to their congregations. And I'm going to tell you what, if you've got a preacher up there lying to you, you better run out of that church. Do you hear me? You better go find your church where the preacher's going to be preaching the truth to you and not lying to you because you're going to end up going to hell right along with him. Now, Jesus was separate from sinners. But I see this thing that's come up in this generation that is going on now. I've actually seen commercials where people try to make Jesus look like he's a thug and that he runs around with the thugs. Jesus didn't run around with the thugs. No, he did not. If you read the scriptures anytime, anytime, no, Jesus did not run to the crowds. Jesus did not run to follow the crowds. No, he did not. They followed him. It was the other way around. They followed him. And they followed him to hear what he had to say. And there was a point where thousands of people had followed him. And they went out, way out, and, and Jesus had been talking to them. And like three days it went by, and the people hadn't even ate. 
because they were wanting to sit there and listen to the word of God and wanting to hear what God had to say out of the mouth of Jesus Christ. Mm. But you know what people have done? They try to make it look like Jesus is running around with the thugs. Jesus is running around with the sinners. He he ain't living right. Uh, oh, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. I've heard preachers say stuff like that. I've heard preachers make it sound like that Jesus actually sinned. Now, how far do we have to go before the wrath of God falls? I'll tell you what, it's going to fall one of these days because God has promised it. Jesus himself has promised it's going to come. But the Lord is holding back. He is being merciful. He's being long-suffering. He's being patient to try to get people to turn around before it's too late. But you know what? If you will not turn from your lying, there's just no hope for you. Because if you're going to continue to lie in your own life, you want to believe lies. So what you're going to do is you're going to follow a preacher that lies. You don't want to do that. Not be saved, you don't. Now, you want to do it here on this earth so that you can benefit from whatever you benefit from your lies on this earth? Well, you can do that. The Bible lets us to know we can, you know, we got a choice. You can make a choice. And you can do that, but here's the thing. The Bible lets you to know the only reward you're going to get is what you get here on this earth. Whatever that may be. However that may go, you see. Because you can see uh, that Jesus spoke about the rich man and Lazarus. You know, Jesus talked about that rich man and he was in hell. Now, Jesus didn't give him a name because his name don't matter anymore. He's thrown into hell. He don't, it doesn't matter anymore. His name is not going to be carried on. So, but Lazarus, he was placed in the bosom of Abraham, which is a place of peace and comfort while they waited for the Messiah to come. And so, uh, and that's a whole other lesson. And, and, and I know they're going to be preachers that want to debate what I just said. Well, you can debate all you want. But anyway, so, uh, but, you know, I'm going to be in the Word. What does the Word say? So, now, so you've got, uh, you know, Jesus talking about this man in hell that you don't see no name for. He was just a rich man, you know. And 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 Lazarus laid at his uh, the door of his house or the gate of his house, and all Lazarus wanted was you know some something to eat or whatever. He wasn't asking for he just uh, alms, you know, give me some help somehow, some way. The man apparently ignored him and didn't do anything for him. And, uh, you know, but what was said to him while he's in hell was, you had good things in this life, and Lazarus didn't. But see, the thing of it is, Lazarus had faith in God, even though he struggled like he did. Any of you out there, and you're feeling kind of down, and you're struggling because you say, you know, I've got faith in God, but I'm just, I'm really, really struggling, and I'm, uh, you know, my finances are just in a mess. And uh, listen, hang on, hang on, because God sees you just like he saw Lazarus. I mean, and, and this is what he said. He told the man in hell, he said, look, you had all these good things in this life and, and all these great things that came to you. But Lazarus, he had nothing but torment and hurt and suffering and struggles all his life. But now he's in peace and comfort in the bosom of the Lord. And he said, and here you are suffering here in hell. And so, you know, what lie did that man believe? He believed that he could just continue to go status quo with his life and keep on going and that nothing was going to happen. But the Jesus that I know, he spoke of hell. And he spoke very clearly. Don't sit there and say, oh, that means all rich people are going to hell. That does not mean that at all. Because Job was one of the, uh, one of the richest men in the world. Abraham was one of the richest uh, men in the world. 
I mean, very, very wealthy people. So don't sit there and tell me uh, all, all rich people are going to hell. That's not, the, that's not the essence of that story. You see, the, the, the thing of it is, the point that I'm trying to make is some, so many people have lied on Jesus. They tried to paint Jesus as being this, you know, person that runs around with the sinners and the thugs and all this. And no, uh, uh, they were following him. They wanted to know the words of life. You see, but but what they want to make it look like is Jesus. Oh, he's he's just going to be uh, perfectly fine with you and your sin. No, no, Jesus came to save us from our sins, not in our sins, but from our sins. And see, and there's all kinds of preachers out there that are going to lie to you so that you can feel good. You won't be antsy on the pew in those churches. Now, you might be antsy on the pew in, in the house of God where I preach. Mm-hmm. Now, you might even get mad and walk out. You might even stand up and get upset. Hmm? Whatever. Whatever goes on. But God tell you what, God's going to see everything. Yes, he will. And you don't, you don't want to mess with God. I, I've seen people that mess with God, and I've seen what's happened. I've watched it with my own eyes. I've seen people that just play games with God, and, and, and they kept on and on and on. And after a while, God got tired. Hmm? You know, we sing a song sometime in church. I'm not tired yet. I've been running for Jesus. I've been running, running, running for Jesus. And I'm not tired yet. No, no, I'm not tired, tired yet, running for Jesus. Now, that's not my debut for singing. I don't claim to be a singer. I just love to sing to the Lord. But I'm not tired of running for Jesus. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Jesus is going to get tired of you lying on him. Oh, yes, he will. You better quit it. Now, so we've talked about... Husbands lying to wives, wives lying to husbands, children lying to their parents. You children, if any, would even be allowed to listen to this podcast, you better quit lying to your mom and dad. Or maybe you're an adult and you're still lying to your parents. You better stop that. The Lord don't want you lying to them. Hmm? The Lord don't want you lying to them. Why are you lying to them? If you're truly living for the Lord, if you're truly serving God, you're staying full of the Holy Ghost, you're baptized with the Holy Ghost, you're staying full of the Holy Ghost, you're living for the Lord with all of your heart, your mind, your soul, body, strength, and you've not allowed yourself to get attached to the agenda of this world that has hit this earth. And you're lying for one reason or another. You know, there's, there's, there's people that do drugs and they lie to their families in order to get money so they can go get more drugs. And you just keep lying. The Lord wants that to stop. You know, uh, uh, you got you got grandparents that lie you know, to their families and they, they tell things about certain things that don't really make sense in the family and you wondered, well, how come this or how come that? And then years later, things blow up. And it all comes out in the wash because people were holding things in a lie. And then people are even more hurt because they find out the truth. I've, I've seen things like that happen. But you, you're going to have to understand that that's one of the reasons why God don't want us lying. Because, number one, it got, well, listen, Satan is a father of lies. And, and, and Satan wants to get you wrapped up in lies. Because 
the Lord said that he said I'm the way the truth and the life so the Lord wants us to be honest and truthful in serving him and living for him so lies don't have a place in there you know you you gotta you gotta clean things up you say well I I, I told this to to you know to bring peace to the situation or whatever <clears throat> you know that's going to backfire it's going to eventually backfire is what's going to happen because see when you go against what the lord says there's always repercussions there's always repercussions that you have to end up paying the piper so to speak and lies are just not the way to go and god hates it you know, how are you going to meet him and you've been doing something that he absolutely says he hates? I mean, doesn't that frighten you that you're willing to be so bold that you're going to keep lying and you don't care what God thinks? And when you meet him, you, you think, uh, and some of you act like you, you ain't going to meet him. You're like, nah, I don't think I'm going to meet him. I don't, I don't believe in God. I think it's just, you know, uh, and you fool yourself into believing that lie. Because Satan wants you to believe there's no God. That is one of the biggest lies that Satan wants to, the world to believe. Oh, there's no God. Huh? Because he knows that you're going to meet him. Satan knows you're going to meet God. And he wants you to believe that there is no God because he wants you to be destroyed. He wants you to be in hell with him because he knows he's going to hell. And he wants to take as many humans with him as possible. So what he's going to do is he's going to make you believe a lie. And you can laugh all you want, atheist. You can laugh all you want. The Lord hears you laughing. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> the Lord hears you laughing. But you know, did you know what the Bible say about that? He said, one day the Lord is going to laugh at you. There's actually scripture that say that. Do you want the Lord laughing? You see, when the Lord goes to laughing at you, it's not going to be a good thing. Because you're going to be screaming in hell. The Bible says there's going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth in hell. The flames that send up, send up, send up. Not only that, but hell is going to be thrown in the lake of fire. It ain't going to just stop at hell. Oh, no. The Bible says death, hell, and the grave won't be thrown in the lake of fire. They're two different places. So when, when your time is up in hell, hell's going to be thrown in the lake of fire. And that's, that's you know, that's going to be way worse. That's going to be even worse. You see. So it's not time to play games with God and, and pretend that you can lie and get away with it because you're not going to be able to do that. God hates lying. And so I'm hoping, and, and, and let me say this too. Some of you think you can lie to your employer. You lie about how much time you're putting in. You lie, I mean, you, you lie about the days that you take off and why you're taking them off. You better quit that because the Lord is watching you. He sees you. And if you think, oh, well, I live under grace so I can just lie, that right there is a lie from the devil himself. Don't you know there's a law of grace? Huh? Are you ignorant to that? The Bible says those that lie, lie no more. That's under this spirit of grace that we live under. That we've been instructed, liars lie no more. That's been told to us under the spirit of grace. So don't sit there and tell me that your grace is going to cover you. Nuh-uh. Because you, uh, that, that's not what that means. 
Didn't you hear what we read in the book of Romans? Did you did you not hear? Huh? Because see, he said, now if you're gonna be so wise that that you think that well, my faith, my faith is what saved me. That's what the book of Romans. Oh, is that right? Well, how about you turn to the book of James? Because the book of James makes it very clear that faith without works is dead. So you better get to working with quitting your lying. Hmm? You better get busy working to quit your lying and you better do it ASAP. How do you know if you got the rest of today? Who are you that you think you know? I mean, you don't. You could be sitting there and just fall over of a heart attack. I, I've heard of, of people in their 20s, I'm not kidding, that had no heart condition that fell over of a heart attack. You know why? Because the Bible says that men's hearts shall fail them. We're living in a day and a time that's not like any other. You better quit playing with Jesus. You better make up your mind you're going to quit that line and you're going to quit it today. Are you going to quit your line today? I hope that I've encouraged you to do that because I don't want you to be lost. You say, well, I'm not going to be lost if I lie. Okay, well, keep telling yourself that lie because you're going to meet him and you're going to find out that's not true. Hmm? Now listen, <clears throat> you can't, you know, if you, especially if you're a habitual liar, that means somebody is, it's like you tell one lie to cover up another lie to cover up another lie, and, and it's just like old hat to you. You just, you know, you just do it, and you don't even think about it, and it just becomes a part of your life. Now, that's an addiction in and of itself, but, but it's sin. I don't want people thinking, oh, oh, you, are lying is, 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 it's a, a, you know, it's a sickness. No, it ain't. Uh, uh, it's a sin. Don't label lying a sickness. It's a sin. I get so sick and tired of people labeling sin as sickness. And the Bible don't teach that lie. That's a lie. That's another lie that people want to believe. Hmm? But here's the deal. We can't stop doing anything without the power of God helping us on out. you got to let the Holy Ghost help you get through this and let, uh, let Jesus come into your life so that he can give you that power. He said in verse uh, chapter uh, 1 and verse 8 of the book of Acts, he said, you shall receive power. You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You will receive power to be a witness. You will be able to be a witness to show people. Look, I used to be a dirty old rat liar. But God has changed my life and I'm, I'm living truth. And I'm going to walk in truth. I don't want to go to hell for my lying. And I've turned around and I've repented. You could be a light of, of the saving grace of Jesus Christ. God wants to save you. God wants to deliver you from your lying spirit. Now, if you think because you're a Christian that Christians don't lie, I've seen it up one side and down the other. And, and you know, they claim to be Christians. They'll tell themselves, I, you know, I remember one time I read this story about this woman. And she got sick and tired of her mother-in-law, so she decided she wanted to kill her mother-in-law. Now, this was a woman that later... She she got a hold. Well, let me. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So what she did was she she went looking for a hitman to do her mother in mother in law in, and I don't know what the issues were 
but there is no issue that should precede anybody to do such a thing. But in any event, she decided to, to look for somebody that was going to be a hitman. Well, what she didn't know was the hitman happened to be an undercover agent. And so she began to tell the hitman, she goes, well, now I'm a Christian. And so, you know, I know this is not really right, but after uh, you kill her, I'm, I'll, I'll repent and the Lord will just, you know, he'll forgive me. Do you know that is an absolute twisted lie to believe like that? Because first of all, you don't have faith in Jesus Christ at all. Faith in Christ does not behave that way. Read the book of James. Faith in Christ does not work that way. You have a lying faith. The devil has made you believe a faith that is a lie. You've got things twisted up. And you're going to have to repent of that lie. Now, so with that said, I'm going to pray for any and all people that are struggling with the spirit of lying. And I know God can deliver you. And I used to lie, I know. God can deliver you. Amen and hallelujah. He can help you on out. Dear Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness. I thank you for your love and your kindness, your goodness to us. I thank you, Lord, that you took a dirty, wretched soul like I was and forgave me and filled me with your Holy Ghost and sanctified me and set me apart to be used for your glory and your honor. But Lord, I know you want to do that for other people too. You want to do that for, for anybody that will come to you and ask for your forgiveness and truly desire to repent and turn from their sins and begin to walk with you. And so I ask you, Lord, anyone, Lord, no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, even if it's, it's something that doesn't have anything to do with lying, maybe it's some other sin. Lord, I ask you, God, as they call on you in repentance and plead for you to forgive them of their sins, that you would be so gracious and kind to do so. Lord, help them by giving them the power of the Holy Ghost to overcome all sin. And I thank you, Lord, that I know you heard my prayer. I thank you, God, that you did this for me in my life, and I thank you that you've done this for so many in their lives as well that I've seen and witnessed uh, the changes that you've made on other people's lives. I just thank you because, Lord, we can't do this of ourselves. Lord, we need your help. We need your help to be an overcomer. So, Lord, all those that are liars, that are just bound up in lies and telling lies all the time and lying uh, to their wives and husbands to their uh, husbands to their wives, wives to their husbands, spouses to spouses, and uh, just on and on, and children to parents, and parents to children, and grandparents to children, and parents to grandchildren, just on and on and on. Employees, people lying to employees, and employees, employers lying to employees. And just uh, one thing and another, being dishonest and just lying to just uh, get away with things, and lying to make money, and lying to uh, try to cover one sin up in another. My God, help us to get through this and to repent of this, uh, before the wrath of God falls upon this earth. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And so I just pray that the Lord will keep you and bless you. And uh, it's uh, been good to be with you. And like I said, next uh, week, this coming Tuesday, we'll be moving on uh, to the next thing uh, that uh, 
we're going to be talking about that uh, God hates. And I, I want to just uh, uh, read that to you. It will be hands that shed innocent blood. Hands that shed innocent blood. We're going to be talking about that for a while. And I'll tell you what, I'm up here uh, in the greater Houston area. And I'm going to tell you what, there's a lot of bloodshedding going on. And God is tired of it. God is getting sick and tired of it. And so that's what we're going to be talking about. With the Lord's uh, help and through uh, His uh, power and abilities, uh, I mean, we know that it'll be only by His will that we do so because uh, who knows, the Lord might take the church out of here before Tuesday and we won't be here to do the podcast. But anyway, uh, may the Lord's will be done. All right, so God bless you. May He keep you in His care and I hope you have a great and wonderful and blessed weekend. Amen. I'm out.